Welcome back to the Flow and Flourish podcast and happy third week of February. Oh my goodness. Like, I know I always say that time is moving, but how are we almost in March? Now, I'm not complaining because I will continue to tell you I am right outside of Chicago and this weather ain't no joke. Like, I am seriously contemplating moving to a much warmer state if I could get my husband to be on board. Auntie who? Thank you for tuning in to me today. If this is your very first time here, welcome to your tribe. Welcome to the sister friend community where we are having these real heart-to-heart, open and honest conversations about some of the challenges and struggles that we are dealing with by ourselves that come up as we're trying to wear multiple hats, manage competing priorities, take care of ourselves, take care of the people around us. This is the space where we talk about that and we come up with different tips, tools, and resources on how to help you really navigate through all of that. So if you have not listened to the very first few episodes, I encourage you to go back and do that because I talk all about the five different pillars of flow that I use to help you really increase your capacity and manage your life by creating balance between your personal and your professional life. So pause, go listen to those, come back, and while you're at it, make sure you subscribe because I'm telling you, folks are just loving this podcast and I put my heart and soul into this and I'm just glad that you are here. Now, as for this week in this episode, I have the wonderful Dr. Candace Brookins. Now, I met her in Purpose to Platform. Y'all always hear me talking about P2P. And then I actually worked with her personally as a coach to help me with really getting fit mentally, emotionally, physically, all of those different things. And she is so amazing. So we're going to be talking all about getting to the root. And I'm sure this isn't the first time that you've heard that phrase. I thought that it would be super appropriate because we are in Black History Month. And I remember listening, not listening, but watching Roots every single year. Like my parents made sure I watched that so that I could understand my own roots. And so today I want to go a little bit deeper, right? I want to go down deep and help you get to the root of who you are, why you do what you do, and how to make some of those sustainable changes. So let me go ahead and just introduce Candace, Coach Dr. Candace, more formally. Dr. Candace R. Brookins, lovingly known as Doc C, combines the elements of a sisterly love, a walking encyclopedia, a cheerleader, and a no-nonsense friend into her approach to life. Holding bachelor's and master's degrees in health, P.E., recreation and sport, a doctorate in chiropractic, and certificates in everything from naturopathic Reiki to personal training, along with a vocational certificate as a plant-based chef. Clearly, Doxy loves all things wellness. Her experiences as a health coach, research interventionist, and trainer have helped her develop a multifaceted approach to help others moving through life in a way that serves the higher, best version of themselves. 
experiencing life through what she likes to call growth opportunities, and yes, I'm doing air quotes, she's forged a level of empathy for those on their wellness journey that compels her to not just sit with people where they are, but also empower them to look up and beyond this space to what's possible. She puts her education, experience, and passion together in her wellness coaching practice, Planet Vibes, where she served people all over the country. Doc C gets to walk her talk as a wife and mother of two growing by the millisecond sons in the suburb of Dallas, Texas, where she also runs her two businesses, Planet Vibes and Mama Teen's Treats. Help me welcome Coach Dr. Candice to the Flow and Flourish podcast. Okay. Hello, Coach Candice. Hi, hi, hi. Hi. Welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. I am absolutely ecstatic about having you on here, not only because you have been my coach and that we are friends and that we met in purpose to platform, but just as I was telling you before we started recording, I think you are one of the world's best kept secrets. And I'm a little jealous of sharing you with the world, but everybody need to know who you are. So thank you again for being here, ma'am. I am very honored to be here. Thank you so much. I love what you do and I am honored to be a part of it. Yay. Okay. Now I know who you are and I know what you do. But as a wellness coach, can you tell us a little bit about how and why you ended up in this space and how you help people? Okay, so I took the scenic route. If I'm just to be perfectly honest with you, that I kind of backed into the wellness space. So I've always been interested in the body. I have a science background. I have three degrees basically in science. And a lot of that was rooted in me wanting to help people with my father having a congenital health condition that's very serious. I thought I wanted to go into research and just be able to heal people and find out why these things are happening. And the older I got, it was like, oh, I don't want to do anything invasive. I don't want to medicate people. I just want to work with the body in a natural way that facilitates healing. And so I went through school, got burned out, went back to school, being interested in all the things, got lots of degrees and certificates. And got all the degrees, ma'am. All, <laughs> all of the doggone degrees. Got an alphabet behind my name. It doesn't make <laughs> any sense. But in that, I learned things about me and how I flow well and what resonates with me. And I loved encouraging people. So I knew I wanted to work for myself. And I started working with a coach. And she actually unintentionally shut my stuff down. That's how I'll put it. She shut my stuff down because she stole one of my business ideas and took it into the marketplace. Ma'am. Yeah. Stole my business idea. I paid her. And she stole my business idea, took it into the marketplace, and then told somebody else that we had kind of been working with that I would never be anything but a teacher. I should probably just go back and teach because I wasn't meant to be an entrepreneur. Girl, and I'm taking my earrings off. Can we go <laughs> Today? No. I'm ready. Okay. I know, it's okay, it's okay. 
But through that experience and coach hurt, as we now know to call it, Mm -hmm. it made me go back and just kind of look at things and be objective. And in having that conversation, hearing that conversation, I decided I want to do something different. And I want to help people not have the experience that I had. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up with a health coaching job and I loved it, but it was in a cubicle and I could not do that long term. And then that turned into life. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) If anybody's seen my face, I probably look very compliant, but baby, no, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. You ain't about that cube life. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Same here. So did that, got some certifications through that and moved on to another health coaching job. And then from that worked in research basically as a health coach. And it just became apparent to me, it's more than your health. So it's more than what you're eating. It's more than exercising. It's more than quitting smoking. It's more than those things because most of us already know I should eat vegetables. Mm-hmm. I should drink water. I probably <laughs> shouldn't drink half of my body weight in sweet tea, Dr. Pepper, Sun Kiss, you know, whatever. Like people aren't stupid. People aren't stupid. So it was like, there's more to it than what you're eating. There's more to it than what you're doing physically or not doing physically. It's also your emotional health. Mm-hmm. It's also your spiritual health. It's also your relationships. It's all of these other things. And in those spaces and learning the stuff, it was the application for me. Like what made me thrive? What made me feel alive? What made me feel better? And it wasn't necessarily that I ate 4.3 ounces of protein every day at a meal. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, it's necessarily. The protein for me. <laughs> right. It was the protein for me, babe. It was. It wasn't that kind of thing. It was how I was showing up for myself. Was I having time for meditation and prayer? Was I telling the truth instead of being a people pleaser and doing stuff for people that I had no business doing because I didn't have the bandwidth Ooh. to do it? Come on, child. it was those things that made the difference in my quality of life. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to help people realize you can have a great life with or without being a certain weight, looking a certain way or working out in the gym and you hate the gym. It's like, we're always looking at that next thing. And I wanted people to be able to enjoy their life now, because what if you don't have 10 years, Mm -hmm. even if you take the best possible care of yourself? What if you don't have 10 more years to get to that person that you feel like you can be once you lose the weight, once you quit smoking, once you meet this realistic or unrealistic ideal you have for yourself? Wellness is in the now. It's being present. It's being whole as much as you possibly can be without the conditions. And so that's what I wanted to help people do. I help overachievers, overthinkers, those they get, you know, superintendents list, deans list, scholar kind of folks that you are great on paper. You make it happen. You are diligent. You're great at your job. You're talented. You're Mm -hmm. smart. You're all of these great things on paper. And behind the scenes, it is a hot, flaming hot. Exclamation point mess. Yes. 
<laughs> mess. And you can't even understand it because you can look at your accomplishments and be like, I got it so together. I can help other people get their stuff together. And in this area of my health, which is usually where it tends to show up, I just cannot lose the weight. I just cannot stop drinking or smoking. I just cannot seem to do this one thing, but I'm so good at everything else. Why can't I get it here? And helping people strip away all that stuff. Because I've heard it plenty of times. If I just get a meal plan, mm. if I get a workout, if I just get a fill in the blank, I'll have it. And it's like, for a while you will. But it's not sustainable. It's not. And so I help people craft a life that they don't need a vacation from by creating a life that you want now Mm. in the small things. And is it fun? Eventually. But the work we do in the beginning, y'all, y'all be like, I did not like you. Let me say (laughs) that. I love you, but I did not like you. And this is exactly why I had to have you on here, because what I hear you saying is that not only did you get to the root of how to have sustainable health and happiness, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds like throughout the process, you got to the root of you. Mm-hmm. And small but big disclaimer here in working with you, what many people do not know is that you helped me release my tobacco habit, right? Mm-hmm. And in doing that, I had to get to the root of a lot of different things. And it was hard work. It was heart work. Mm -hmm. And so I want to have you talk to us today about what are some of the things that we need to get to the root of in order for us to create this lifestyle that we don't need a vacation from? Okay. So (laughs) uh, with my seedling program, There are four pillars, and the first one is radical, which is root. So when people hear radical, they probably think, oh, you're crazy, like radical. No. You know I did. I was like, what you talking about, Willis? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. But it's actually a botanical term, and it is the first part of the seed. Once it opens up, that's the primary root that comes out. And so your root is so important. If you have shallow roots, if you have a dry rotting root or whatever, Mm. nothing's ever going to come above ground. It's not going to stay there. Your longevity is pretty much a dub. It's like not going to happen. So it's so important to know what your radical is. And And so then the next- Let me pause for a second because I think what I hear often and even what I found myself saying is it's the soil, right? Where you plant- Mm -hmm. You plant the soil, but we have to go way below that and look at the root. Because if the root ain't no good, the soil don't even matter. Not at all. Okay. Just had to put that in there. Okay, go ahead. Absolutely. But you bring up a great point because some people think I just need to move. Mm. I need to go somewhere else. I need another job. I need another diet plan. I need another partner. I need another something. And baby, it does not matter if your root is right. <laughs> Rotten ain't right. All of it. It's All the of it. root. Yeah. Oh, this is so it's good. The root. And while we aren't responsible for getting here, like on the planet, 
Mm-hmm. Our parents brought that together. And some of your root is going to be your familial relationship, how you were raised and things that people said to you and things that happened in your life that is going to affect your root. But if you don't address those ideas, those habits, those whatever, again, it doesn't matter if you move somewhere else. It doesn't matter if you're using alkaline water. It doesn't matter if you're putting the sun on it. Maybe it is not. It does not matter. And people get upset because it's like, well, you know, I saw this person do this diet plan or they did this or that. And you don't know whether or not they actually did some soul work too. You don't know if they had to deal with these beliefs that they had, these habits they had that weren't serving them. You don't know what all else went into it. You're just seeing the finished product. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there are shallow roots there. You're just looking at the outside. You're looking at a plastic plant. It's like, oh, look at that. That's so pretty. Girl, ain't oh nothing God. alive over there. That's not a thing. Girl. It's just dead. It just look okay, right? You can't always yep. believe what you see. And so, what I hear you saying, too, is that root work is like soul work. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is no way that you can deal with especially as a person of color from the deep South, like I am, that you cannot deal with food issues and Mm. not deal with family Mm. and how food and family are intertwined and conversations that you hear at the dinner table where your family members talk about people, including other family members talk about their friends in air quotes. Like you hear all of this stuff while you're eating. And you're consuming. Mm. Conversations are consumption as well. What are you eating? What are you feeding? That's a whole word. Conversations are consumption. (sighs) I never heard that before. But it's the truth. Like as you're sitting here talking about, not only are we taking in the food, but it sounds like the people that we keep around us too. So food Mm -hmm. and family. Ooh, okay. And we're taking in that energy. So if they're talking about someone and they're saying wonderful things, you get all excited and you want to meet that person too. And when you do meet them, I've heard so many great things about you and your face is smiling and all of that. But you've probably also heard a family member say something, girl, you know, he ain't no good. And blah, 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 blah. And you will not give this person a shot. You don't know them from Adam. But because of the energy that went into the conversation about this person, you've already made them to be worse than Darth Vader. And you don't even know them. From a hole in the wall. Right. Oh, my gosh. Or conversations that they have about people in general. You know men or dogs. How does that inform your thought process when it's time for you to start dating? Mm. When you're supposed to be looking for a partner to go through life with, if all you've heard from the people that you love and respect is they ain't hitting on nothing. So you have the roots, which is the radical. Then you have routine, which is your habits, which is going to feed your root or it's going to starve it. Mm-hmm. You have relationships, which again are going to feed or starve your root. Mm-hmm. And the last one is risk. So we walk through all of those. That root, that radical one is a bear. It takes a while to get through that one. (laughs) If y'all could see me, I'm scratching at my ear. And those of you who know me, like when I get frustrated, angry, 
anxious. I get to pulling on and scratching at my ears, right? And so let me tell y'all about this radical though, because (laughs) I wanted to do this session on roots because Candace and I were laughing before we recorded. I said, with it being Black History Month, I can remember watching Roots every single year, traditionally. And so what better way as we grow and branch out into 2021, what better way would it be than to really talk about our roots and getting to the root of who we are, why we do what we do, and all of that good stuff. But back to Coach Candace. In this program, right, I really had to do some deep, deep work on my own roots. And I was calling my roots everything but what they were. And I found out that a big root for me is family, right? Family and connection. So as we think about how to really identify our roots. Can we talk about how strong that one is and in your perspective, how it plays into our habits, our mindsets, our actions? Because you snatched all my edges out. They still growing back, y'all, when it came to this. So, damn. So I invite people when they are thinking about what is my root to consider what are your values? What do you hold dear? What do you say means so much to you? And for a lot of people, particularly women, love or family is going to be one of those. And so family is where we learn a lot of what we end up doing in our own lives. So we watch our mothers and how they are in doing things around the house, you learn how to cook or not cook. You learn how to clean or not how to clean, either from your mother or your grandmother or an auntie, a female figure, usually a woman. And you see, okay, this is how they are in relationship. They are like this with my dad or their significant other. They're like this with their mother. And you pattern. So there's a lot of talking that goes on, but usually children are also picking up on the nonverbal. So if you are smiling at somebody, but your arms are crossed or your tone is a little off, your child picks up on these things. And so it's like, oh, we don't like them or, oh, that's not acceptable. And so you begin to pattern yourself. You tend to do what they do. So with family, if there's a breakdown there where they aren't addressing issues that they have, unfortunately, we tend to inherit those. So if your family member struggles with alcoholism or drugs because they haven't dealt with something that's going on with them, you learn, okay, I need to stifle. I need to not you know, say something because maybe that's going to make them smoke. Maybe that's going to make them drink. That's maybe going to make them do something. And so you don't learn how to properly express yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, that's how my family deals with it. Maybe I should deal with it that way too. Becomes your own coping mechanism. Wow. Exactly. And it's also sometimes not intentional, but it's peer pressure. Like if they did it, why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. I want to be around them. So maybe I need to go out there and 
have a cigarette. Mm. Maybe I need to have a drink. Mm. Or if you come from a kind of judgmental family already, it's like, I don't want to give them another reason to pick on me. Oh, you think you're better than this? <laughs> that you can't come and eat? You can't have? You used to eat neck bones. You're too good for neck bones now? Oh, listen, Candace, <laughs> it's so funny because I was a guest on Evelyn's coaching program last night, and we were talking about boundaries and how they are rooted, literally rooted in what we see and don't see growing up. And so we talked a little bit about just exactly what you said, that most of us as women and women of color run around seeing our moms and the women in our lives, aunties, grandmamas, cousins, doing the household stuff, doing the cooking, all of that. We don't see them take breaks. We didn't see them ask for help. We didn't see them set boundaries either, right? And so we are now inheriting those things. And Evelyn also said something that you just said too, that when you are figuring things out, right? Say you decide you don't want to eat neck bones no more. You Mm -hmm. get that pressure from your family. Like, oh, you too good to eat this? And Mm -hmm. so a lot of why we continue to practice bad habits or not even bad things that just aren't in our best interest is because it sounds like it's rooted in love and family and connection. Mm -hmm. You just want to feel connected. You don't want to feel ostracized. You don't want to feel judged. And the people you love, you care about their opinion. You care. And so it's like, well, maybe if I just go along and get along, it'll be all right. But what you practice is what you're going to do in the game. And if life is a game and you're losing, it's because you're practicing losing. You're practicing shrinking yourself. You're practicing compromise and not in a healthy way. Mm. Mm. Listen, <laughs> I don't got all kind of hashtags running across my forehead. <laughs> Hashtag practice winning. <laughs> but that's true, right? Like if we are not doing the things that are going to bring us joy, not doing the things that are going to help us to win at life, how do we go from not doing those things to doing those things? How do you help us to go from, hey, I'm doing this because I want connection to I need to do this for me? How do we get there? So again, it's looking at your root. So you have to identify your root and then you have to start looking at your routine. What am I doing in these situations? Because we tend to follow a pattern. You get triggered by whatever. And then what is the next thing that you do? I'm around my friends. We go to a restaurant. They have drinks. I don't want to drink, but I went out with my friends. So my trigger is being with my friends. Alcohol is being introduced. And even though I don't want to, I order something. Mm -hmm. Or I don't order something. They call me on it. And then I order something because I don't want to feel weird. Peer pressure is a mug. Even if it is. It is, but you have to kind of look at your pattern. What is it? I tend to be triggered by this and this is what happens and then work it all the way around. Don't just stop it. I ordered the drink. Then how do I feel? I feel defeated or I feel frustrated. Mm -hmm. And then that makes me get another drink or I eat something that I hadn't planned on eating. So go through the whole loop until you get back to the beginning. And then 
the thing to do is do one thing differently. Mm. You don't have to deconstruct the entire thing. It's just break it slightly. So maybe when everybody's ordering drinks, you get up and go to the restroom. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's having a conversation before you get to the table. Hey, y'all, I know usually when we go for brunch, everybody gets a mimosa. I want to do something different today. I still want to be with you all. This is what I'm going to do instead. Mm-hmm. And don't give me a hard time about it, right? Yeah. God. Yeah. So it sounds like within that routine, right? I know for me, we talked about me wanting to reduce the amount of caffeine that I was intaking. And I have an all or nothing type personality, right? And so I was like, coach, I just ain't going to drink no more coffee. I'm finished and I'm done. And you helped me to realize, you know, number one, what was my routine around coffee? It was, I'm getting up, I'm drinking water. I'm having coffee while I'm driving because it's warm. And you know, Chicago is cold all the time. (laughs) So recognizing when I was having it, why I was having it. And then learning to not just do away with the whole thing. Because in the example that you gave of going out with the friends, right? Maybe you feel like, forget it. I just, I'm not going to even go out with my friends at all because I know they're going to drink. I can't say no. And not really putting yourself in a position to do one thing differently. So I love, absolutely love that you say that. So, okay. We recognize these routines and we do something differently. What else can we do to get into this new space of really helping us to recognize these roots and then work through them to make some changes. So write it down. Like, what are you really excited about? What are you concerned about? And maybe look for similarities because I've heard it said that anxiety is just misplaced excitement. Because it's the same adrenaline, it's all of this energy, but maybe it's just misplaced. So you're thinking about what could go wrong instead of what could go right. Mm. So writing it down and just kind of looking at the pattern and, okay, this is what I tend to do. What do I tend to feel in these moments? If that's a feeling that you want to feel, what other things cause you to feel good that aren't counterproductive to what it is that you want to do? Have you done them before? Could you do them again? So it's really not about somebody else telling you what to do. You already know what to do. You're the expert on your life. You've been in your body the entire time. I mean, unless, you know, you have a moment. Yeah, you know. So it really isn't about somebody informing you on what's the best practice for you. It's the matter of you deciding to commit to the practice. Because we kind of dibble-dabble. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to try this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and see what happens and it's like but that's not practice mm, goodness oh my gosh it makes sense right and it's that consistency like I literally did a vision board for the month of February okay. and consistency is the thing that's on there I wonder if I have it I'm gonna show you so I printed it out Okay. And if you see over here right reminding myself it says that my name is consistency I'm related to success. We should hang out more than every once in a while. Oh, yes. And so as you are realizing these patterns and these routines and building in the consistency to keep showing up for yourself, how does that help us when it comes to 
the sustainable changes, right? Because I talk about how not only did you help me to reduce my caffeine, but to release my tobacco habit. So the consistency piece. Talk to me about that as I roll my eyes. (laughs) So the main thing I try to impress upon you and anybody else that I work with is start where you're already interested. Don't pick the biggest, baddest, surliest thing to go up against. I know we all love a good epic story of David and Goliath, but even David didn't start with Goliath. Mm. Say it again for the people in the back. David did not start with Goliath. That wasn't his first foray. That wasn't his first battle. And he was able to rehearse that to King Saul when King Saul was like, uh, I don't know if you should go and do that because you tend sheep. And he read off his resume mm. to King Saul. I have fought the bear. I have fought the lion. Mm. I have fought all of these other things. So this isn't my first go round with opposition. He said, I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. Okay. Exactly. Rodeo, sir. No, it's not. It's not. I got a nice big old belt buckle. You it's back at the house. I didn't bring it today. But I got, you know, I got receipts. <laughs> you need to worry about yourself. I'm here to help you and you tripping. Ooh. But same thing for us. We think, oh, I've got to do the hardest thing. And you don't have the bandwidth for that for whatever reason. And there's no judgment around that. But if you hate water, water may not be the first thing you want to tackle, babe. Mm. If you like dancing, if you love moving your body, start with consistency around that. I'm going to consistently do something however many times you want to do it. If it's two times a week, if it's one time a week, it doesn't matter. You've just got to build the muscle. But we get frustrated when we go to the gym in air quotes and you can't lift a hundred pounds, but you haven't consistently picked up five. Ma'am, sir, what? What are you doing? (laughs) How did you think that was supposed to happen? Now, you know, as a capacity coach, I'm sitting over here and what I'm hearing you say is that not only do you have to have consistency, but you have to really have the capacity for the consistency in whatever area that is, right? So mm-hmm. do you have the capacity to just stop drinking pop altogether and go to straight water? And I talk about it like mentally, emotionally, and physically. And if you don't have the capacity to do that, if you don't have the mental strength, energy to do that, then you got to start with something small. So your capacity is also tied to your consistency and your ability to be able to do that. Absolutely. Whew. So I won't be going to the gym today and trying to lift 100 pounds. I'll let you know that right now. (laughs) But some people will hype themselves up or maybe you used to be able to lift 100 pounds and now you've had an injury. You've been away for however long. People want to jump back in where they started. I mean, Mm. where they off. And you can't always do that. You have to remember where you started from in the beginning. No one started running marathons the first day they did a marathon. Everyone has to train for something. Like, baby, you're doing it to yourself. And I'm lovingly going to say, let me stop you right here. I know you're excited. I know you're motivated right now. But consistency is not tied to motivation. That's what she told me, y'all. 
she hit me upside the head with that. And I was like, ooh, she right. I don't like you, but you right. And it's true because you can be motivated one day and just totally not motivated the next. Like, I don't feel like it, what I ain't going to do. But that's where your friend consistency shows up, right? Like, remember your why. Why are you doing this? And are you committed? Because, you know, our girl Patrice say all the time, are you interested or are you committed? It's not the same thing. It is not. Mm. It is mm. not. I like to give the example of ham and egg sandwich mm-hmm. when it comes to commitment and, and interest So or involvement. So the chicken was involved. <laughs> the chicken was involved. That hen laid the egg, but that pig was committed. Ain't no coming back from... <laughs> you are not going to be walking around like babe after someone has made it you into ham. You're not. I'm glad I stopped drinking my water because I would have choked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's such a good example. Like, it's never going to be that again. I mean, the egg isn't either, but the chicken is still here to lay more eggs. Ma'am, come on and preach. (laughs) So, and then with the whole consistency thing and the motivation thing, there are some things that you just do on muscle memory. Mm. And that came through repetition. When you learned how to brush your teeth, it was in steps. Your mama wet the brush for you. She put the toothpaste on. But over time, you start putting the toothpaste on. But you have a routine. When you wake up in the morning, after you use the toilet and wash your hands, now we're going to brush your teeth. So whether you probably want to or not, most of us, most days are still going to brush those teeth. Not because you're motivated or excited about brushing your teeth, but because that's just what you do. You brush your teeth. It's part of your routine. You've made it. It's ingrained in you. Exactly. And so we have to get to that point with habits that are supporting us. Prayer life, meditation, physical activity, eating nutritious food, being in nourishing relationships, not just with other people, but with ourselves Mm. and all of that. And that comes from one day at a time deciding I'm worth it. Mm. Let me do it today, whether I want to or not. And that doesn't mean do it perfectly. It means show up. Mm. Showing up is half the battle. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. You know, we're going to have to do probably a part two or a live or something (laughs) on the whole relationship piece. I just want you to know, because you took me out with that. Like, I'm not even going to get into that, but y'all listen, the relationship with yourself. I know I did a podcast on it, but whew, yeah, we don't have to talk about that offline. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, I am so thankful for you pouring into me and into this community and into this podcast today. Just all the information that you are given about how not only do we understand what our root is, right? Once we know what it is. How do we deal with it and get to the other side so that we can show up and be who God has called us to be? So we can show up and help the people that we're supposed to be here to help. You can't do that, including helping yourself or understanding that you are worth it and valuable if you don't get to your root. So in this season, during this 2021 Black History Month, I'm encouraging everybody to get to your roots. Mm. 
Before we get out of here, though, there are three questions that I ask everybody. So I would like to know if you could go back in time and meet the 17-year-old version of yourself, (laughs) if you could give her one piece of advice and one piece of advice only, what would it be and why? I would tell her. Mm. That's deep, huh? It is. I would tell her to trust yourself. Mm. Because a lot of decisions I made through my life were because I didn't. Mm. I thought someone else knew better. I thought I wasn't enough. I thought I needed something else in order to be trustworthy, in order to be worthy, in order to fill in the blank. And that caused me while it was a growth opportunity, it caused me a lot of unnecessary misery. And is that so good? And I identify with that so much, right? Most of us are running around dismissing ourselves, our gut, what we think, what we feel, because no, nah, if it was that, somebody else would have told me. So I love it. Oh my gosh, girl, if I would have trusted myself at 17, woo, let me tell you, woo, that's good. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, number two. Because you are on the Flow and Flourish podcast, tell us what you do on a regular basis to make sure that you can flow and flourish. Meditate and pray first thing in the morning. Mm. That has been the game changer in the last, I would say, four years of my life. It changed the trajectory of my life, making that first. And I don't mean like, turning on the Bible app and reading one scripture. I mean, like reading, talking to the Lord about it, sometimes writing out thoughts I had, but then just taking the time to see myself as the version of myself I wanted to be. And some of the things that I thought about and meditated upon, I'm living it now. Because I created the space for first thing in the morning and not making anything else more important than my connection. That priority. Ooh, Mm. I love it. And I shared with you too that I've been getting more into meditation. And it sounds like not just meditating for you, but visualization, which is manifesting things. And so, and we know that's a whole nother topic because some people don't believe that you can believe in God and the Bible and manifest at the same time as you roll your eyes and pop your neck. Yes, I was there. <laughs> another conversation, but no, that's good. That's thankful. I'm thankful. It's good to know that you prioritizing that has been an absolute game changer for you. So y'all, if you are thinking about how to change your life starting tomorrow, start praying and meditating. Mm-hmm. Okay, last question. I know that we talked a lot about many things, but if there's one thing that you want the listeners to walk away from or walk away with from this conversation, what would it be? Hmm. Even if you didn't plant the seed and you don't like the fruit from the root that you have, you still have a choice. 
You can starve those roots of bitterness in your heart, those unhealthy routines, whatever that root is that you might not like, you can start it and you can start anew. So don't let what might look like a less than ideal situation keep you from your promise. Mm, I love that. Starve the roots that don't serve you, feed the ones that do. And even if you didn't plant the seed, it's still your job. You have a choice. Mm -hmm. You have a choice. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Candace, thank you again. Dr. Candace, Coach (laughs) Candace. Oh my gosh. Thank you again for being here. I so appreciate you and I cannot wait to continue to collaborate with you. Likewise, likewise, it's always a joy to be on in community with you and you snatch my edges back. So don't let let her fool y'all. Do not be tricked. She also likes to yank an edge or two. She has gotten me together on more than one occasion. (laughs) I was trying to fool them, y'all. I'm sweet as pie. I don't look like I snatch edges, but but here we are. Here we are. And that's part of it. And it's about really being able to be honest, right? Being honest with yourself, being honest about or with not just your clients, but the people that you love too, right? Being able, hey, sometimes a little edge snatch ain't never hurt nobody. I'm just saying it'll grow back. Speaking of which, can you tell us where we can find you if we need to get our edges snatched? (laughs) Help us. Where, like, and if you have anything that's going on, I know that you finished up your group coaching. I know you got mama teens, muffins, and all of those good things. So tell us where we can find you and if there's anything you have going on coming up that you want us to be aware of. All right. So I'm on Instagram as Planted Vibing with CRB. So that's my kind of wellness space where I talk about my vegan journey and just all things wellness so that y'all she a vegan chef okay certified (laughs) signed sealed delivered vegan chef when I said she got all the degrees and everything (laughs) like all of that okay guilty guilty I I did do that I did do that so I have things there but I also have a vegan treat business which Nicole just so lovingly mentioned which is mama teens treat and those are vegan slash plant-based treats in loving memory of my grandmother, Christine, a.k.a. Mama Teen. Mm. And so that's on Instagram as well. And it's Mama Teen's Treats. So M-A-M-A-T-I-N-E-S Treats. And that's on Instagram. I do have Facebook, but I'm not very active over there. So I'm not even going to waste y'all time <laughs> with that. And then I do YouTube. I do free game Fridays over there on YouTube and that planted by me with Doc C. So D-O-C-C-E-E on YouTube. And so I do free game Fridays over there. I do it on Instagram as well, where I just kind of for five to six minutes, share some free game with you, like things that I've learned that I want other people to get on and over sooner than I did, like Mm -hmm. procrastination, like imposter syndrome like not being honest with yourself (laughs) taking true inventory of what's going on in your life taking ownership of what's going on if you don't like it how to change it 
things like that. So it's super quick. I'm not usually on there very long, but those are the places where I reside. I do have coaching programs. I'm not currently enrolling, but I will put together a wait list. So if you're interested, you can definitely reach out to me there on Instagram. And my programs are one-on-one coaching, which is my sapling program. And I have the seedling circle, which is group coaching program. That's what I was there, y'all. Which was awesome. Definitely loved, loved, loved everybody that I've had in the program so far. But I'm possibly looking at launching in March, either the seedling circle again or sapling. I'm going to pray about it and we'll see what the Lord says. Oh, my gosh. Listen, I'm going to tell y'all real quick about Mama Teen's treats. Uh, (laughs) I was fighting with my son over these and Candace had to tell me, girl, you better give that baby some. I said, absolutely not. He will wait until I get another batch. He don't believe that these got all kind of fruits and vegetables. I'm going to eat them all. So they are that good. They are delicious. And I will tell you when they are available, you better get them because they sell out ASAP. Okay. Thank you. Oh my goodness. And then as far as free game Friday, like those are so dope. You drop so much knowledge and it's so helpful to really, I know it's helped me take a step back and look within myself a lot. You drop a lot of knowledge, you help a lot of people and it's real, right? It's not this scripted, you know, you're not trying to look good for the camera and not that you don't, cause you know, you're so beautiful, but <laughs> It's just, it's coming from the heart and it's super impactful. And I appreciate your vulnerability and you sharing with us so that we can get over our own humps and over ourselves sooner, quicker, faster. So check out Free Game Friday, get y'all these muffins. When she does open enrollment, make sure you're on the waiting list because being in her program has absolutely changed my life. And I'm so excited to be able to share her with y'all. But she might know, I'm just saying. (laughs) my coach. Anywho, thank you again for being here. I love you dearly. And I cannot wait to reconnect. Likewise, likewise. It was such a joy being with you today and flow and flourish. It's just amazing. So I'm so excited that I was a part of it today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. So was that not bomb? I mean, come on coach from politely snatching my edges and calling me out as an edge snatcher (laughs) to really giving us that deeper understanding of how who we are now is part of what we saw growing up what we heard growing up right and really being able to get to the root of that and once you've gotten to the root of that creating routines that support the version of you that you're growing into So this growth work is something serious, and I'm so thankful that Dr. Candice was able to be on with us today. If you have not already, I want you to make sure that you go follow her in social media on both Instagram and Facebook. Although she's not super active, (laughs) Instagram's going to be your best bet. Go follow her. Let her know how this episode impacted you. And the same with me. Tag me, DM me, don't be shy, y'all. Tell me how this is helping you because my whole goal is really to help you as the busy woman, the busy mom, the busy caregiver, the busy employee with the side hustle and or full-blown business really to be able to flow and flourish. 
And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is if you have the capacity to do so. So make sure that you go and join the Flow and Flourish community where I interact on a regular basis with everybody that is there. I'm also doing my Flow Fridays live directly from that community moving forward. Dr. Candace and I will be on this coming Friday, the 19th of February. So make sure you join us there. And also, do me a favor, leave a review and rate this podcast because it absolutely helps. I encourage you to subscribe because I have so much more that is coming. Next week, I'm actually speaking with my sister, like my sister's sister, who has started a beauty supply, opened up a beauty supply. She's going to be dropping knowledge on not just the process, but some of the mind shifts that we have to go through as people of color in opening up businesses. Because I'm going to tell you now, I didn't know this until she opened this up, but I know that the beauty supply once upon a time was like a second home for me. And while many of our black dollars are being spent in the beauty supply, only 2%, yes, like one, two, 2% of us own beauty supplies. And so I'm so proud of her for making this jump, changing the trajectory, not just for her family, but for other women, other people of color who are looking to really get into this. So make sure that you tune in next week and we're going to talk all about it. Until then, thank you again for spending your time with me. Thank you for listening and welcoming Dr. Candace. And I pray that you have a wonderful week. I hope to see you on the live on Facebook on Friday as we talk about some of these roots. Okay, so bring questions. We will definitely have answers. And I hope you continue to flow effortlessly so that you can flourish tremendously as your capacity coach. I look forward to continuing to be able to guide you on how to increase your capacity and create balance between your personal and professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most to you. I'll see you next week.